Hey, Adam, guess what time it is? It's time to crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 52 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here, as always, with my smart aleck co-host, <laughs> Adam Toporek. Okay, a little full disclosure. If you could see our show notes, uh, you know, we have a little outline sometimes. Uh, she did not put smart aleck down on the paper. <laughs> Just, everybody, I want you to know who you're dealing with here. <laughs> it might have been a little more colorful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are excited as can be because we have Peter Shankman on the show today. But before we get into talking about our show, let's give a little thanks and shout out to our sponsor, Service Strategies. The Service Capability and Performance SCP standards establish the global benchmark for service excellence. Developed by Service Strategies in cooperation with approximately 50 leading service and support organizations from around the world, the service capability and performance standards have enhanced the capabilities and performance of service and support operations worldwide since 1998. Join Service Strategies for an informative customer success workshop in San Diego on October 27th. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event, which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell, and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape. Visit servicestrategies.com to learn more. And if you'd like to reach our listeners by being a show sponsor, you can. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. That is crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now, Jeannie, what's yes. this show about? Adam, you know, it's not really just about being super awesome, excellent. It's about just being a little better sometimes. And that's one of the many things we discuss with Peter Shankman today. We do. And it's about zombies. Let's be very clear. <laughs> zombies does actually play a weird role in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So we talked about uh, Peter's book, Zombie Loyalist, and obviously we won't spoil the surprise. But what was really neat about the conversation was that idea of sort of, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, infecting your customer with loyalty. Mm -hmm. and, and really, I think he does a great job of explaining how any company of any size can do something today to make it better. So I think everybody's going to get a lot out of this. We were thrilled to have Peter as a guest. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Peter Shankman? All right. Well, the New York Times has called him a public relations all-star who knows everything about new media and then some, while Investor's Business Daily has labeled him crazy but effective. Peter Shankman is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, and worldwide connector. Peter is recognized worldwide for radically new ways of thinking about customer service, social media, PR, marketing, and advertising. Peter is best known for founding Help a Reporter Out, Harrow, a great service, by the way, which in under a year became the de facto standard for thousands of journalists looking for sources on deadline. Peter is the author of four books, including his most recent, Zombie Loyalist, using great service to create rapid, rabid, <laughs> rapid and rabid fans. <laughs> uh, and he's also a frequent keynote speaker and workshop presenter. Peter is everywhere. He's been on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and many more. And guess what? In his what? spare time, he advises NASA. Yes, that NASA. Oh He's an gosh. angel investor, runs Shank Mines workshops, and does marathons and triathlons. And guess what? This is like a third of his actual bio. And I'm tired just reading it. That's 
Amazing. It's possible. Just possible. He's really nice and he's really coherent and really smart. So it's, uh, yeah, I doubt it. But just based on this perpetual motion of his bio, it's possible Peter's a zombie. You might be onto something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how we cracked the code today. <laughs> maybe. Well, of course, when we talk to him, you'll know that is not the case. So why don't we go ahead and listen into our conversation with Peter? Great. Well, hey, Peter, we're really thrilled to have you here. Thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. Good to be here. We were talking about how you are probably best known for creating Harrow, the Help a Reporter Out, which has been so successful and, and helpful, I might add, to entrepreneurs like myself. Uh, and that's really a public relations service, and that's kind of what you were known for. So what inspired you to focus on customer service and customer experience? Well, I think for me, the, the key really was is that, is that uh, Help a Reporter did really, really well. And when it, when it sold, it sold for a lot more than I ever thought possible. And the reason that happened as I did my homework and found out was because it was really about um, the customers feeling like they, my, my audience feeling like they had a part and that they were invested in the company. Um, you know, the company that bought me interviewed a lot of my customers and listened to talk to them and listened to what they had to say. And they had to say really smart things. But, you know, we really feel like Peter works for us and has a brand and we like being a part of that. You know, it occurred to me that, wow, I wasn't really doing anything that special. I was just trying to be nice. And it turns out that a lot of people don't expect that, which, <laughs> you know, led me to realize that, wow, people really expect to be treated like crap in a customer service economy. And it's crazy because we're moving into this new world where, you know, the only thing that will drive revenue will be the customer experience. It won't be likes or followers or advertising. I mean, it's going to be the customer experience. And if, and if you can't give that to the audience the way they want it, they'll simply go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you created an army of zombie loyalists, which is the title of your new book. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Let's delve into what a zombie loyalist is. A zombie loyalist, very simply, is someone who is so in love with your product that they want to go tell the world how great you are. Um, everyone has that one friend. My, my favorite example is the Olive Garden. I know you're in Florida, so you probably have like, can't you can't throw a stick without having $15. <laughs> exactly. And everyone has that one friend who just loves the Olive Garden, right? You're sitting in the office, where are you going to lunch today? Olive Garden, oh my God, breadsticks, ah, ah. You know, and, and he's a zombie loyalist. He's been treated well by that place, whether they gave him a free drink once or they just, you know, they know him by name or whatever. He's a zombie loyalist. He loves to go to the Olive Garden, and he will do everything in his power to drag his friends there all the time. So he's bringing, via a warm introduction, new business to you every single time, and he's doing it, he's fighting to do it, right? He's fighting to make you money. And, and that always kills me because, you know, we don't re reward these people or appreciate them well enough, and yet they're the ones who are driving the most of your business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the beginning of Zombie Loyalist, you talk about uh, – you tell a story about wearing a Scotty vest on a plane. It sounds like a very similar thing. Tell, I love that story if you don't mind telling it for our audience. Yeah, I was on a so – I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, on the board of a company called the Scotty Vest, and uh, it's technology-enabled clothing. It's basically clothing that allows you to travel. I can use my vest as another carry-on. It can hold my laptop, my iPad, clothing. It, it's amazing. You just wear it. You wear it as a jacket. And um, – just for that, you know, no, no, you've never been on an airplane where they say, sorry, sir, you can't bring on your jacket. It has to go in the <laughs> baggage. So um, <clears throat> I love it. So I get, of course, I get to my seat and uh, I take off my, my jacket. And I take my iPad out and I take my laptop out and I take my headphones out and I take out my, you know, this and that. And it was essentially like, you know, a clown car, you know, like, uh, <laughs> team clowns coming out of the clown car. And the person next to me, this woman was watching, she's like, what in the hell? And um, uh, I tell her about the jacket. And then she, about an hour later, she saw the jacket in the. Sky Mall catalog. She goes, is this the jacket you're talking about? Goes, you did a much better job explaining it. I'm going to buy a few of these. She ended up getting like five of them, you know, her father, <laughs> her brother, her husband. And, um, you know, she said, you really, you really love this jacket. It's obvious that you really love this jacket. You should tell the world about this. And, uh, 
you know, that's when I realized I was a zombie loyalist with Scott Eva simply because I was so in love with the product and they treated me so well. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, it was several years ago now, but when they first uh, came out with that, they started asking customers to show videos of everything they had in their Scotty vest. And it's impressive. I mean, (laughs) people just unloaded. It was, it was really cool. They got a lot of really great content that way as well. And, you know, in the book, you, you do discuss that in some ways it's fairly easy to create zombie loyalists because essentially it is just as you mentioned a moment ago, it's about the fact that customer service is so bad that people are actually pleasantly surprised to have good service and nice people. And that's the thing. Yeah, that really is the thing. We do expect to be treated like crap. We expect bad service. We expect things to get screwed up. We expect it constantly. And so the little, the simple act of treating people just a little bit better than normal, um, mm-hmm. you know, not even, <laughs> I tell people when I give my speech, I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to go all Tony Robbins on you. I don't need you to, uh, uh, you know, release your inner tiger or anything. I just need to be a little, <laughs> bit, little bit better than crap. <laughs> that's really all I ask for. Just be a little bit better than crap, and you'll win every single time. You it, have that on a bumper sticker? Or yeah, a... I, I really should. You know, I look. You're gonna simple act. You're gonna screw up, right? People right. expect you to screw up. So if you're gonna screw up, they don't mind so much that you're screwing up. What they want to make sure of is that you're dealing with it, and mm-hmm. you're handling the situation, and you are, um, you know, you're gonna fix the problem. They don't care that you screwed up. They they care that they're gonna really. Get, they're not gonna get pissed off if you screwed up. They're going to get pissed off if you don't respond and fix the situation. Right. And so so why do you think, though, that customer service has gotten that bad? Do you think it's devolved or do you think we're just noticing more? I think because people use – I think, well, a couple of reasons. A, it has devolved because people look at customer service as an afterthought. They don't look at it as a profit center. And customer service is definitely a profit center. You can – again, the simple act of just being one level above craft can make a lot of money. And so if you can <laughs> do that and if you start thinking about customer service as a profit center and start devoting time and resources to it, not a lot of resources, a little bit of resources to it, mm-hmm. holy crap, people are actually going to want to talk about you and bring you new business and that's, that's going to drive revenue. People don't see that. Some businesses are starting to see that. I mean, God knows businesses I consult with are starting to see that. They're starting to see real value in that. And that's the, the fun part is that there's a lot of money to be made in this. Yeah. Is it nice to be nice? Of course it's nice to be nice. <laughs> but let's be honest. I am a, uh, I am a person who believes that while nice is great, I also live in New York and have a New York-sized mortgage. You know? <laughs> so I am a big believer that nice is great, but you know what else is great? Profit. Right. Right. You're the preaching mortgage. to the choir. Yep. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting in the book because you, you tend to think of, and we all, we always discuss that uh, loyalty, customer loyalty, is sort of an antidote to competition. In the book, you mentioned that zombie loyalists are in some ways more at risk to competitive poaching. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that and some of the ways you can make sure to keep customers loyal. Well, that's the thing. If you're creating zombie loyalists, then the one thing you want to make sure you're not doing is giving them any reason to bail. Because, you know, look, I'm a zombie loyalist to United Airlines. They love me and they know exactly who I am. I also go all the time out of my way to make sure that I'm flying with them. That, I guarantee you that American Airlines, uh, US Air, whatever, I guarantee you they all know who I am too, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if United starts going downhill or things start happening, whatever the case may be, well, that will definitely uh, be something that not only will I notice, and I guarantee you that American Airlines, US Air, whatever, are watching me. And if all of a sudden they start to notice that my tweets are going negative about them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or my whatever, that they're, they're not seeing, uh, you know, sort of say, wow, really starting to get tired of whatever. You know, there's no doubt that they will reach out. Hey, Peter, we'll match your status. Come to us. The only thing worse than someone who is a hater is someone who used to be a lover and is now a hater. <laughs> Jilted. <laughs> yeah. Hell hath no fury, right? <laughs> no question. That's, that's key. That's really key. 
And so how do you think they are, you know, you mentioned that it's an opportunity really to find those customers who might be losing some of that loyalty or feeling less loyal. Um, What are the best ways to really pay attention to that? You mentioned that they're probably noticing your Twitter feed. Are there other ways for them to really look for those opportunities of loyalists who might be willing to come over to the competitive side? Yeah, I think one of the best things you can know is that, you know, again, if you're tracking someone and their sentiment is tremendously positive and all of a sudden it goes negative or Mm -hmm. or goes neutral, Mm. you know, that's a wake-up call. Okay, how do we fix that? Right, right. Right. So you want to be aware of that. And um, again, a lot of times it's it's just as simple as maybe you the person's dropped off. Maybe you haven't thought about them in a while, whatever the case may be. But you want to be able to uh, find out what the issue is and fix it. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And one of the things one of the things I loathe sort of in customer service and customer experience advice is a one size fits all approach. And I really liked one of the points you made in the book, the enhanced perils of negative word of mouth in industries with like tight collective customer bases, such as moms or video gamers, and making sure that you're sort of aware of what is being said. What are some ideas around monitoring conversations around your brand in those really tight you know, type of corners? You want to be listening. Uh, you want to be listening so you can help you. But the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to appear disingenuous. You know? So, I mean, I, I remember, um, can't tell you how many times companies have reached out to me. Peter, hey, we love your blog. We think that we, the, the readers of Shankman.com, I'm like, okay, they don't even know the blog's name. Yep. You know? <laughs> those are so, the worst. I mean, the, best, the easiest way to start is just be genuine. I always joke that I'm like in a bunch of demographics because I'm a soccer mom and I'm a business owner and I get some of the worst pitches based on that <laughs> because they don't actually know me at all. They're just trying to appeal to that group. And I really loved the story you told in the chapter about the zombie loyalist hacks around Jeffrey Gittimer's organization sending the gift and kind of uh, going overboard in s- some spectacular ways. And that's one of the many stories about creating these amazing moments. And these types of moments can be pretty difficult to scale. So how can organizations approach that idea of surprise and amazement and a little bit more, but being able to scale it in the right way? Right. But keep in mind, though, that you don't have to do anything that amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what always kills me is that you have people, oh, it costs too much. You know, a smile doesn't cost a lot. Right. Right. And if we expect crap, then you don't have to do a lot. You know, Morton's steak at the airport is always my favorite story. You have people who, you know, it's a company that brought me a steak at the airport when I tweeted about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not their job. Their job is not to bring steak at the airport. Their job is to create an amazing event when you go to Morton's. And you know they do that because the worst thing they could do is treat me well and bring me a steak at the airport yet serve crap when you as a regular customer go. Right. So when you make a reservation at Morton's, anyone, they simply say, okay, what are you celebrating? Are you celebrating anything? Yeah, it's my friend's birthday. Great. What's her name? I don't know. Name's Mara. Great. We'll see you in Mara there on, on Friday night. You show up and, and, and at your table is, is a little word, happy birthday, Mara. Right? So Mara spends the next 45 minutes Instagramming the crap out of that thing, uh, telling all her friends. You know, and, and what do her friends want? The same thing as her. You look at things like that, it's, it's what did that cost them? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know, and that's the hard part. People will get sort of carried away with like these TD Bank viral videos, and you don't have to do that. You just no, have to you don't do, do anything remotely like that. Exactly, it's mm-hmm. just little little piece of personalization that just yep. took a little bit of energy and effort, and it was great. Um, well, before we get to our last question, you see, Jeannie and I have this conflict where it, <laughs> where I am a Walking Dead fan, and um, 
She's not. Now, I don't know if you are or not with the zombie book, but I saw you run marathons and you run triathlons, which is amazing considering everything else you're doing. But here's the real question. Can you outrun a zombie? <laughs> um, more than likely, I'd be curious about them. I'd probably wind up having a conversation with them. You know, <laughs> my luck, I'd, I'd, you know, six hours later, I'm like, shit, I was supposed to be home for dinner, you know. You know I'm like, <laughs> talking with a zombie all night. Let's talk about your flesh-eating feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'd so- have to call Adam for advice on how to deal with zombies. I'd be like, I don't know. Hang on. Let me let me call my friend here because hey, I have no a, clue. <laughs> there was that one movie that had fast zombies. They were scary. Yes. 28 <laughs> days later. I run essentially because I like food. <laughs> that is a good motivation. Yes, yep. indeed. All right. Well, so thank you so much for your time. I'm going to get one last piece of advice. So what, what can someone do today to, uh, to embrace our new motto of being better than crap? Well, I think the first thing they can do is, is, you know, reach out to five of their customers, you know, and mm-hmm. just say hi. Don't try to sell them anything. Just say hello. How are you doing? How can I help you? What are you working on? You know, simple things like that. Um, I call it the Barry Diller rule. Barry Diller used to do that all the time at, uh, at uh, Paramount. He'd call people, hey, what are you working on? How's the weather? And he'd, he'd wind up, um, uh, made a fortune. He turned, uh, he turned uh, um, Paramount into the first billion-dollar studio in Hollywood. That's the first thing. Second thing is, um, you know, I, I actually – and it's a shameless plug for me here. I run a series of, of, of uh, small business masterminds mm-hmm. um, at, at shankminds.com where I actually talk about exactly what you can do to, to, to build this business and how to do it. So those are the kind of things I enjoy doing. Um, you know, and I'm always happy. You, obviously, you're welcome to come to a mastermind, but you're also welcome to shoot me an email, peter at shankman.com, because I believe that uh, you, know, you can't talk about this stuff and not, uh, and not give back. So mm-hmm. That's awesome, Peter. And, so where else could people, this seems like a ridiculous question for you, I'm just going to say that, but where else can people mm-hmm. find you online? <laughs> well, my entire world is at shankman.com, and mm-hmm. then the masterminds are shankminds.com. On all of the socials, I'm at Peter Shankman, and uh, awesome. there you go. Well, it's been really spectacular to uh, you know, be able to have a chance to discuss these things with you for a few minutes today, and we really appreciate you sharing this with our listeners. and. Here's to all of us getting just a little better than crap today. I think that's a good mission. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Peter. Appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thanks, Peter. Well, we hope you have enjoyed Episode 52 of Crack the Customer Code. Head on over to crackthecustomercode.com for all of our shows and show notes. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Service Strategies, for supporting this podcast. Make sure to check out their informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com for more details. And as always, we so appreciate you listening. Even if you are a zombie, we really want you to be part of this. So thank you for sharing our podcast with your networks. And we really want to know what do you want to tell us? We want your feedback, suggestions, or just generic praise is great too. (laughs) Drop us an email at thecustomercode at gmail.com Or give us a call at 470-223-CODE and let us know what you like or who you'd like us to invite as a guest. And of course, please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, we'd love your comments in a review. And of course, share the love, as always. (laughs) I'm Jeannie Walters. Read my blog, sign up for customer experience webinars, and more at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapore. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.